0: live from the ESPN 690
1: at a jar studios This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Tiger is two back at the Masters. There we go. There's your update. Nice. It's opening day in big league baseball.
2: Yes, sir. Brewers playing? Oh, yeah, they're playing right now. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. Second inning. Uh, t- I'll try to be present as much as possible. I can't you. guarantee anything. Uh, this is like, it's funny. It's like how game one
1: Mm -hmm. can be sometimes like game 162 or 3 in a wild card or in a playoff game. But by game like 13, you're like, oh, yeah, what time do the Brewers play? Set the
2: (laughs) tempo. (laughs) Not not over here, man. I'm (laughs) following every single game. Uh,
1: It's a long season in Major League Baseball. Oh, it is, though, for sure. Yep. Uh, Welcome in, everybody, on a Thursday. Is it going to rain? Is it going to sunshine? Is it... Are we going to get attacked by geese or rescue ducks? Yeah. Here we go again, Animal Planet on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 at Cox Media Group. Yeah, that's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, what, what kind of, have they moved the Jacksonville Zoo? Did you see this? Did you see Olivia Tassley it works down in our sports office, Action Sports Shacks? Yeah. They're like saving ducks. Yeah. Ducklings? Is well, that what I'm
2: I mean, calling? I uh, I saw in my work emails because I got about thirty of them. Did you some see people, that chain?
1: That was like thirty something yeah, plus.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, it's not my personal favorite. I'm What's not much the of work a cor- productivity today? I'm not much of a corporate guy myself, man. But um, yeah, I, I came across the ducks thread that got I guess went in a, a a drainage, whatever you you would call it, the sewer. I don't know. I don't know how they I got guess in it, there. A sewer?
1: Yeah.
2: Sewer, drainage, ditch, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, there were some ducks in there, and then people were freaking out about it, and then they had to, we had to use our resources. Uh, we, we had to use our brave, I think, fire department came and helped them out. So oh, really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Did you, you see the pictures? Uh, I think I did see that. It was a yeah. fireman. Uh, good good hero of the day. Very nice. First yeah. responder. Uh, my goodness. Ducks on the pond on the opening day of Major League Baseball season. See what we it's did it, there?
2: It's, a, uh, it's Stuart Weber in the house, everybody. <laughs> That's the Stuart Weber call right there. Um, <laughs> Drive here's, in. Here's, here's what I don't get, though. So this morning... We got emails saying that the goose is going crazy again cuz the goose is did. I guess laying its eggs pretty soon. And I thought those eggs hatched and then those babies were the ones that got w- like went in the oh. drain. But that's I guess I
0: also was that's what it was implied before for we shot sure. out it was. Uh, you guys would
2: have felt bad about that after all the things Absolutely
0: you said about the not. Goats. No, not at all. No. No. Be- did you know why? Right. Cold blooded. How are we
2: cold-blooded because I've eaten a goose before. Like this is my number one fundamental rule. And this should be the rule of all society. If you've eaten the animal before, you can't worry about it that much. Right now, if you're a vegan oh, okay. or a vegetarian, well then okay. Well, then maybe, yeah, you got to go out there and, and do your part. But you're talking to the guy who, like, had to chase a, a, a goose with one bad wing with a box for two days straight, and he didn't want to be safe. And maybe that goose had it coming. Maybe that goose got in a fight with somebody. Maybe that goose is a bigot. We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the other geese Ooh. attacked that goose. We don't know what's going on with that but goose with the, the broken people. wing. Exactly. So then I had to do that. And then it's all about, well, then, oh, okay, now the ducks are laying eggs. Well, I didn't see any baby ducks get born, so I'm not sure what happened with those duck eggs. And now we're back to goose mode again, and I'm tired of it, man. I've, I've eaten duck and I've eaten goose. I mean, I'm not saying, like, I want them to get hurt. I, I want them to thrive and survive. But at the same time, circle of life, man. Yeah. You okay in the goose?
0: Yeah. See, when I, when I texted that we should lead off with the geese, I thought it was the baby geese in the thing. And then I thought it was irony. Yeah, so I was like, we got to lead off with that and say, you "Get what you deserve." My but, gosh, you guys are. Just- hey, don't go in the in the drain, yeah. huh? And don't attack people outside the building. Yeah. But then when I found out it was ducks, I was like, maybe I mean, should, yeah. I don't know, just
2: don't go in the drain next time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I mean, we're we're all trying to play God here. Maybe maybe that was the way God intended it. You know, drain, and and then they they can swim in the drain. It's not like they're like dead. Just go in the water, swim around. What are we worried about?
0: We have the fire department here pulling I these know. things out, man. I don't get it. I did nothing, by the way. So when I left... <laughs> oh, you think I did something? No, the nah, first man. time... We're, we're good. It had just happened. I don't show that.
1: up
2: until 2.59. Oh, I did. I was oh. right, too. Come on now. Brent, we... Hey, Brent, 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 Brent. We were doing interviews, man. We were doing UFC interviews. We were yeah. at two. Two of us were I'm working. Not. Whoa. I, we, I'm we're mean,
1: a producer I'm and two. set it up. Thank you. By the way, we got Data White coming on tomorrow, too. Sweet. There you go. Um... I got the feeling anyway, Casey, you didn't want me involved in that interview. And by Ouch. the way, I got good news. Okay, what do you got? The UFC UFC card yesterday we pulled?
2: Yeah. Hundred and fifty bucks. I know. Yeah, the Tom Aspinall. Yeah, one. you yeah. said that he's on a rise, that yep. red card, yeah. There yeah, man. So I'm not sure if we got our money back or like I'm not sure like how much those packs cost per I wanna say
1: that box is like eleven hundred dollars. Well, yeah. And so per pack You'd probably be around maybe 100 bucks somewhere okay, in the vicinity.
0: So, so we probably
2: made a little profit. Yeah, so I think we did okay.
0: I like it. Uh, for those wondering about what Brent just said, uh, that we didn't want him in on an interview we did, I texted him and said, do you want in on the interview or just me and Austin? He said, yeah, you guys do it. Mm. Let me know if you need it. <laughs> really doesn't sound like you weren't that Casey's- wanted, Brent. It almost sounds like... They never, they never like- came back. Casey's name's not dragged today. <laughs> no hey, no
2: sir, I- Casey's name's not like getting dragged, man. No How sir. was the interview? Good, fun. What out? time we play in the interview? we do doing it today or tomorrow? Yeah, we, we weren't sure. That's all why right. we didn't tease it yet.
1: Yeah, all right, we could do it tomorrow. tomorrow. We've got Dana White, too, and we could do a lot of USC tomorrow. Yeah, I I like can, it. All right, so we'll save it for tomorrow. Today's we'll the news tomorrow. conferences, by the way USC uh, 273 in Jacksonville on yep. Saturday, and uh, we'll be there on Saturday. I think this whole trio is going. You going, yeah.
0: Casey? Yes, I'm going. You get credentialed. Yeah, I know. How about that? You get I'll so excited.
1: He's <laughs> getting so excited about it. That's the biggest
0: smile he's had on this show. Absolutely, in a while. man. It's time to start <laughs> a pay off here, KCC. <laughs> I know. See where a uh, serious PN690 gets you. Yeah. Between the soccer game and the UFC, <laughs> I. Yeah, you're on a roll. I'm on cloud nine, reaping right all the benefits. Maybe they'll let
1: you in the shrimp. I, I mean, mean he's, yeah, <laughs> he's,
0: he's got the credential. You got a consecutive
1: streak going. You may <laughs> just go this week just to feel good. He's got the credential. Ready to roll. Media credential. I was going to go live I over at the, the shrimp today, but. Uh, I was afraid of the rains. I wasn't too yeah. sure. So uh, by the way the game is still on for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. You can hear it on ESPN six ninety. So we've got some major league baseball selections to get in, right? We go our division winners down to our uh, wild cards, down to hitter of the year. Of the year. <laughs>
2: Lead off hitter of the year. Yep. Uh, does he still play? Who's that? <laughs> Aaron Hicks? Oh, um, dude, I don't know about Aaron. I mean, I, I'm, I'm off with yeah, of Aaron pass. Hicks. Yeah, Did you know we're, last year? Uh, like Colton Wong. Mm-hmm. Colton Wong, how do you do? Yeah. Ooh, it wasn't leadoff
1: hitter of the year. You kind of swung and missed on the leadoff hitter of the well, year last year. I few mean,
2: years. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm picking chalk here. Like I'm trying to go outside the box. Aaron yeah. Hicks is good. Yeah. And by the way, in case you remember, I picked Vlad Guerrero to win the MVP, and I was pretty close. And he was like plus what? 1700 at the so time? He was. Yeah. So.
1: MVP will be an interesting race. So we're We're celebrating celebrating
2: pretty close. Well, I'm not celebrating
1: chalk. I'd rather (laughs)
0: celebrate pretty close with, you know, living on
2: the edge than chalk. Yeah, Yeah.
0: outside on the sidewalk.
1: We got a little baseball talk. And listen, we don't talk at length about baseball, even though you know I could talk all day about baseball. But I understand it's not like front and center for for everybody listening. But it's opening day. Mm -hmm. All right? So Mm -hmm. get your predictions in. Join the conversation. Don't be one of those folks. Say it's baseball. I can't listen. Oh, you can do that. So we'll, we'll sprinkle in some baseball predictions yeah. along the way. Uh, now everybody likes a little Tiger Woods. Uh, really, no surprises for Tiger so far. He's made a couple birdies, thirteen uh, uh, through thirteen holes. He's one under par. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a bogey, I think, on eight, which probably isn't a great bogey uh, since it's a par five. So he, he's not going to be happy with that. Almost stuffed the hole in one on sixth hole. He had a really good shot. So how's I think he's the, on how's the thirteen. I think it's pretty good. You know what's the most notable? Now he might he might be giving back here. He's gonna make a pretty lengthy par putt on 14. Um, I'm looking at it. Yeah, so keep you updated. But I think what's interesting to watch Tiger. I think the where he looks like he's laboring the most is actually getting down to look at putts. Agreed. You know how people like crouch down behind the putt? For sure. He looks like he's 600 years old. Yeah. You know, getting... And, and I think that's probably the flexibility of the leg, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what I want to see him doing... Who was it he used to do? He used to lay on the ground. It starts with a Z. <laughs> oh, what's his name? The, the guy that, like, was with, like, uh. But it like wasn't plank. Kind of a little bit jay-y. No, it was, um... Ah, I forget. Yeah, the plate guy.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> Tiger missed the putt. Uh, you're a little ahead of me. He was only about, what, a six-footer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made a couple... Made a nice par putt on one. He had it right the whole time. Um, he's actually... Looks like he's putting the ball pretty well and not all of them going in, of course, but uh he's even par then the leader is Cameron Smith, the players champ. Yeah. Last time a players champ won the Masters in the same year would have been Tiger Woods. Makes sense. Two thousand and one. Okay. So oh wait, two thousand one? Tiger won two thousand one. Cameron Smith might not be the leader no more. No, he <laughs> is he is. <laughs> uh Tiger one two thousand one or three in the players. I think it's one. I think it was. Uh, I'll have to double-check. Now that I got myself confused. But you get the point. <laughs> he's uh, he's the only one to do that, believe it or not. Okay. So, um, Cam Smith's playing really good golf. He's just sneaky, a world-class player. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd, you'd think of Cam Smith and you're not like, oh, Dustin Johnson. Oh, Justin Thomas. Rory McElroy, right? Yeah. Uh, that guy's got the game, Maybe. Of those kind of players, he just doesn't really have the name recognition.
2: I think he's got a great personality, though, to be a star if he indeed does keep winning. I have a friend that works at a coffee shop where Cameron Smith came in um, with some of his friends. And, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said yeah. that, that he couldn't tell because, like, all his friends look the same. They're like, you know, I mean, if you saw Cameron Smith in public or at the beach yeah. bars, you wouldn't think he just won the Players' Championship. Nah, you but, can but, see, like, six different yeah. Cameron Smiths to But, point, but yeah. from what my friend said, he's he's a really cool dude. Yeah. Like, very that's laid back down to
1: earth. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, that's pretty refreshing. Yeah, for sure. And, and cool. So we'll keep you updated on Tiger. Uh, what does Tiger have to do? I mean, are you guys okay with Tiger even par if he gets through this 18 even par?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Since the lead is four under,
1: yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm the cool. scoring's not crazy. Nobody mm-hmm. kind of jumped out. We've had a couple three under and then it went back to two, uh, and then now back up to four. And maybe somebody in the afternoon, you know, plays pretty well. We'll see. I mean, so there's only like half the field that's really, you know, got enough holes to really threaten a number like
0: that. But how are our picks doing right now? Uh, I'm looking at Bryson right now. I think okay. I'm looking at How's I looking Fino shredded. Fino. Uh, you did pick Fino. I think he's in the woods right now. I think
1: I'm looking at that.
0: So. Okay. Uh, Bryson is, is looking his usual shredded. They don't have a score up on the uh, screen, so okay. I'm going to let you know that's a bad sign. What would you pick? Oh, Bryson. Oh, you picked Bryson. Who'd yeah. you pick? Oh, you'd John win. John Rom. John Rom. Chalker. And John Rahm's doing well? And, you know, that was just a horrible shot. Um, By Bryce? Okay. Yeah, that was just okay. really, well. really poorly done. Uh, 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 That's uh, good play-by-play. Yeah. I will get him next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Brewers, man. I, don't care. I mean, Hey, I, 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 I tried, I swung, I missed. It's all good. Let's go Brewers, you know. I went with a new shirt. You have
1: to describe it today. I went. I, he always got <laughs> to get something from Augusta. Yeah. You like this
2: one? Oh, yeah, pimento and cheese sandwich. Oh, egg, sal- oh, nah, went, nah, egg salad. Oh, no, man. No, you get the egg salad. No.
1: I can't go pimento no. and cheese. I don't like it.
2: doesn't matter. That's what they're known for.
1: Yeah, they're known for egg salad,
2: too. I have never heard one time, egg, and this is a casual golf fan talking now. I've heard pimento cheese sandwiches all the time. I've never heard, you know, the world-famous egg salad sandwiches at the Masters. Okay. Um, But, like, if you name, your, a sweet shirt. N- name your favorite music artist... Go on. Uh, you have probably probably right now Kane Brown. Olivia okay. Rodrigo for yeah. sure. Kane so, Brown? Like, okay, I've heard of Kane Brown. Said person, but do
1: I want a shirt of said person?
2: That's how I feel about I the. pimento cheese. I got you. <laughs> no, I, I got gotcha. <laughs> I mean, but I think you have to respect his story. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, like, uh, Kane Brown is what it is, but if you respect his story of where he came from and what he had to go through to get where he's at now, I mean, talking about going on American Idol and not making it, then goes on the X Factor. They want to turn him into a boy band. Guy had to hustle. Guy had to thrive. I would rock a Kane Brown shirt. Did you do your CMT preview? Sure did. Giselle? Is it going to air on Action News Jax? Absolutely. All yeah. of it or hey. just some of it? Uh, b- probably five seconds. But it's still going to, you know, prelude by me, John Bachman, saying, Austin Lane, country music expert, and that's all I asked for. So there we go. Thank you thank you very much, Action News Jax. You're welcome. Oh, so is, this, is this you're doing? Yeah, I yeah, am. Kind of what, a liaison.
1: Was, what was that you're doing? I think I'm the only one that has, like, a pass I can get through both sides of the building. Okay.
2: I oh, well, thank you, Brett Marno, for getting me in there, man. <laughs>
1: I can appreciate you do that, that too, Casey. You better believe it. Oh, uh, now you can. Remember, for a while there, no, <laughs> yeah. they shut it off again for the pandemic. Yeah. Um, all right, Brent Morton, No. Austin Lane, Casey we will keep an eye on Tiger Woods. He plays a 15th hole, which is a par five. We'd like to see him get back in the red, if uh, possible. Uh, but not a bad opening round so far uh, for Tiger. The game is in pretty good shape. Major League Baseball opening day. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. I'm really continuing to be as we are, are we spoiled by the NFL news cycle that now we're like, um, hey,
2: NFL, give us something. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Doesn't yeah it feel really? it, I mean, it, 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 it does a, a little sick bit all season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it was insane. I mean, I, every single day, um, it was something new. Like, have we really got anything big? Not really, huh? I mean, there's Today? nothing. I mean, really, if
1: uh, if I hear one more person talking about DK Metcalf, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, I think everybody's trying to make DK into a story because sure. there really are no stories. And I understand that, well, by the way. Like, Actually, there is a story, though, the, the right? Arizona Cardinals.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a story. Yeah. Story and a
1: half. the latest on that? Yeah. Steve so, Wilkes. Yeah. So Steve Wilkes. By um, the way, he was the one and done coach for the Arizona Cardinals, right? When yeah. they made that move with the whole Josh Rosen uh, yeah. into Cliff Kingsbury, into Kyla Murray, mm-hmm. that transition, which was like, wow, they gave up on that in one year. Yeah. Well, this kind of follows the Brian Flores.
2: Yeah. So. Um, Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes and former defensive coordinator Ray Horton have now joined Brian Flores um, with the race discrimination class action lawsuit taking place right now uh, against the NFL and uh, other various teams I guess. I guess what's, what's pretty
1: what's pretty interesting and strikes me there mm-hmm. um, and, and by the way it doesn't it's just uh, from an outside looking in perspective I always compliment the Arizona organization right I think Arizona's an interesting place I feel like they have a lot of good people in their organization. If you look at their players and rosters and who's gone through there from the Calais's of the world to Patrick Peterson's of the world to Carson Palmer's of the world, I've said yeah. that many a times. And, um, but I also think they gave Bruce Arians a shot, right? Yeah. And Bruce Arians is, well, I mean, I think he could be considered like the best champion for diversity on a staff sure. in the NFL. Yes. Uh, up until his recent like move to the front office. And so it's interesting that Arizona – would be in that mix given the things that I just said. Very, uh, culture in the organization seems very good. Yeah. And also, uh, Bruce Arians, who this is where he jump started a lot of the diversity, was actually in Arizona before Tampa.
2: Well, and, um, you know, I, I read an article with Paul Kaharski talking from, I think he's with Tennessee Titans. I used to cover the AFC yep. South for ESPN. Uh, he wrote an article about how back when Ray Horton was the coach, he said that, you know, there was no like issues and like he even kind of quoted him saying that. But at the same time, I think what feel and I'm not I'm not sure who's in the right here, who's in the wrong. I just hope that this, you know, gets brought to the light. Um, They go through the process professionally and the truth comes to light. That's all I'm asking. What people got to remember, though, and, and fail to realize sometimes is like, okay, so say, for instance, Ray Horton came out and said, yeah, there's no problems back in whenever it was 2016. Well, you say that to protect yourself right it was like when i got cut twice in one day by the chicago bears and did i go to my age i mean did i go to like the sports illustrated and say hey i got cut twice in one day no because there's an opportunity for me to get a job someplace else and the last thing you want to do is really tell what happened because then that puts you in a bad light and other teams see that i think the same thing can be said for a guy like ray horton where if he truly did say back in the day that there was no issues and he was happy to have everything played out and then what happened happened and now he's changing a different tune that makes sense to me because the last thing you want is to put yourself behind the eight ball and then maybe call somebody and then you'll get another job opportunity.
1: Well, you've talked about this uh, on the show earlier this week, but Pete Carroll, did he open the door for some more of this to come to light as well? Mm-hmm. Right. Did he uh, almost encourage in his actions, as reported by Adam Schefter, to the owners, where he got up and and pretty much laced into ownership in the NFL Mm -hmm. and went on a 10-minute rant, I think it was, Mm -hmm. about diversity in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's interesting that this comes on the heels of that. Now, it's obviously can be associated with the Brian Flores situation, but it also comes on the heels of the news of the last week and a half where... Uh, Pete Carroll did that at the owners' meetings. It's got people's attention. Maybe he has the owners' attention. Maybe he has the league's attention. Not a bad time to jump in if you have any dispute. But again, we don't know uh, right, wrong, how strong is the, um, the the allegation and the action. But this isn't a bad time to jump in if you have a, an indifference with the league right now or a team.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had to talk about yesterday a little bit. like Pete Carroll coming forward, I think, was a big step because now – you have coaches, you know, taking note. And I think of a well-respected coach who has tenure. And when you have that, um, people are going to ride behind that. Because if Pete Carroll come out and say something, well, then if you're a coordinator, if you're a position coach, well, then why can't you? You know, so all it takes is one high-profile person that's not a, you know, a player per se, a coach, and then it kind of snowballs a little bit, and then all of a sudden now you get people talking, get people rallying behind you, so, yeah, I expect, you know, more, play- or more coaches to come forward, and um, we'll see where it goes from here.
1: Yeah, so uh, that, is, uh, that is part of the news cycle today in the NFL, that part out, uh, but from a player activity standpoint, not a lot happening. I think now we're to the point where Tyron Matthew is really like the big guy out there, and he's waiting. You see, yeah. when you get to a point where some guys just wait, Mm-hmm. And they want to be the ones to choose. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to go to offseason season conditioning workouts. <laughs>
2: no, hey, I don't blame them. <laughs>
1: maybe they want to see how the I draft shakes them. out. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so I, I think that part's interesting when you get kind of the ball in your court. And Matthew, see, I know he just visited the Saints, but yeah. it doesn't seem like he's in a hurry to to make a decision. He'll end up with a team. He'll make money. He'll impact the team. But he's going to really... You know, where everybody else is jumping in in a frenzy, I don't think this is a bad move by a player of his stature to sit back and say, all right, I'm going to pick and choose, but I'm going to scout it out and do my homework.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a couple of players still available. I mean, I think Matthew could probably lead that group right now in terms of, of most talent, but Stephon Gilmore is right behind him as well. You know, this is a guy for a couple of years ago in New England was considered, next to Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the entire league. Um, so I think he's looking for a spot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you got J.C. Treder, you know, still looking for a spot. Um... And then it kind of goes down the list a little bit. I mean, Joe Hayden. I don't know what does that do anything for you. Clayus Campbell's obviously still out there. Akeem Hicks. I think is is an interesting guy. Thirty-two years old. A little bit of durability questions. But when he's on, when he's playing, when he's healthy, um, can still be a beast. Kyle Van Noy is a guy that you know his name has been echoed a couple times in Miami then in New England. Uh, Anthony Barr's out there. I think he kind of had some issues though. So there's a couple players out there.
1: Yeah. It's. Um, I wonder if the J. C. Treader move is is somewhat contingent on jacksonville Mm -hmm. because what will they do in the draft and if they don't do much in the draft would they be more interested in a guy like treader can he wait that long you know what i mean uh and does he want to wait that long to see like all right i'm going to sign on with the team that might really really need it um have a need at that position yeah and so that's an interesting one i I do feel like that seems like a long time away to wait around for the draft to then hit a landing
2: spot but i guess it's a possibility. But, like, that's the thing with, with the center position, you know? I mean, that's kind of your specialty. Like, yeah, I'm sure maybe some centers could play guard, but you usually bring a center in to play center. Well, the problem with that is there's only 32 of them, right? So if, if you have a center, or at least you're confident with your center, you're not going to bring a, a guy in J.C. Cheddar to try to have a, a quote-unquote center training camp battle. Yeah, you know, you're kind of stuck with your guy, so. That's why the Jags might fit. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, like, once it all kind of sorts itself out through the draft and everything, then, yeah, then maybe he might get a look, but I don't think he's in any rush right now. It's really interesting about that position. I have no- no problem with Tyler Shatley being the guy.
1: Yeah. Now, I do think they ha- they need some more depth.
2: But I think Trudor could be an upgrade.
1: But I think you, it's fair to say he could be an upgrade, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Gigantor and Jax, he, he just won't let it go. He quaned or bust. I mean, he, he, uh, he's going to be so disappointed on April 28th as he's watching Fox 30 uh, from 7 to 10 and yeah. our draft special or listening to the draft special on ESPN 690. And they're going to take a pass rusher. So, yeah. I mean, he wants this offensive lineman to happen.
2: Well, it ain't happened. You, you never know. No, that. you do know. It's not Okay, happening. do you know? Because of the way the Jaguars have drafted in the past, we thought we knew and we had no idea. Uh, Ian Rappaport probably listens to the
1: show, said, hey, the phone's not ringing for the Jags. Nobody's trading with them. They're going to use the number one pick. I agree, Ian.
2: You're right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been 20 years, right? <laughs> I mean, talk, you know? But, uh, hey, maybe the Lions really love Hutchinson. We shall see. We'll be back. Action
1: Sports jacks on ESPN 690.
0: the Jacksonville Jaguars phone has not really been ringing. They haven't gotten a lot of interest in number one. It doesn't sound like they have gotten any interest in number one. So as it stands now, and this would not be a surprise, the Jaguars are expected to make that pick. They got their franchise quarterback last year in Trevor Lawrence, are likely going to take, Mike, a franchise piece. Not going to be a quarterback, but a position player, maybe a pass rusher, maybe a tackle. Certainly an intriguing pick coming for the Jaguars at number one.
1: Very intriguing pick, I think, for the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. Starting to think just because this process really takes a long time to play out that, like, it adds mystery and intrigue, really, to what the Jags could do. I mean, I I think more people could probably waver on the Hutchinson selection now
2: than maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Little uh, trivia question for you guys. The last team to trade the number one pick away. Uh, Back in 2016. Yeah, so it
1: was when Chicago traded for Trubisky. No, that was a three to two pick. Sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 2016. By the way, this team received six picks from the other team. So it wasn't the Reds. It wasn't Washington and and, uh, Kansas City. That was back way even before. That was before. Um, I have a guess. Go ahead. Jared Goff.
2: Wow. Yeah. Do you know who they traded with, though? Who was the number one team that the Rams traded with? It'd be irony if it was Detroit, but I don't think it was. Not Detroit. Two thousand sixteen. I didn't know they were this bad in sixteen I actually. I should give a little clue. Cleveland? Nope. Yeah, I Cleveland
0: guess the goes
1: the two number ones, Baker Mayfield and Miles yep. Garrett.
0: Where did they go to?
2: I'm sorry? Yeah, what'd they drop down to? Do you know what the trade was? Oh, um, not at the top of my head, no.
0: I just remember they traded up to get Jared Goff. <laughs> Answer would be Tennessee Titans. Really? Back really? in '16. Yeah. Yeah, the number one pick. Yep. How
2: about that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think they were really that bad.
1: Yeah. But there you go. They must I have remember. won like four games that year and still end up with the one Oh, was that the pick? year with
0: uh, old boy from LSU? Really long last name. What was his name? Oh, Mettenberger. Yeah, him. Was oh, that, that, year? that might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Good call.
1: But like, you, like, there's no part of you guys that think the Jags are going to trade like have a chance to trade i understand everybody wants to trade okay the Jags want to trade i told you this yesterday on the show they have been actively like politicking even in public when they get in front of a microphone to say hey we're open for business hey that's if we don't trade it you know like dropping those kind of nuggets in there (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i mean we really don't think it's going to happen right i mean no we're like the rest of the nfl we know the phone's not ringing
2: but, but I've spoke my piece though. I think that if the plan is to draft Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau or or somebody else that we're not even talking about, then you should try to trade. Yeah. Oh. oh again, I don't. I think the
1: Jags are going to try to trade, not just in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think they would try to trade right now, in any situation. Yeah. Like I really do. I think they would real. I think they would feel more comfortable in this draft actually picking like fourth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And then gathering more ammunition. And, and GMs love that. Yeah. You know, I'm, like, to the point where I don't need another collection of draft picks. Like, I really don't care yeah. to see it. I'd rather you go the other way and be aggressive.
2: No, for sure. But if you get, like, an extra third-round pick, look, you can't turn that down. Because that third-round pick could turn into a starter right away. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mm-hmm. get it. Uh, and I just think there's still some integrity to the, the value of the pick. Yeah. So, like, what are you going to be able to get for it? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's dangerous for the Jags to try to just gather, like, a third-round pick if the value of that number one overall pick is, say, 3,000 points, right? And the value of what they're getting in return is, like, 500 points. Mm -hmm. Well, now, like, that, I guess it wouldn't be 500. Let's just say 1,500. So, like, it's half the value. Well, now you're not getting value for value. You're giving away the first overall pick, in essence, even though you're still accumulating something. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that – I wonder if that plays with the integrity of the process,
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, like, the way I see it is this. Like, if you truly think Trevon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau is the number one guy overall, maybe it's it's all been a smokescreen with Hutchinson. If you truly believe that, I mean, you have to look at the value in terms of I don't think any other team out there is willing to take Trevon Walker number one, right? Like, I think Hutchinson is probably the, the guy right now. And if Detroit or some other team would, and I think Detroit makes the most sense just because, you know, in terms of, Proximity to where he grew up. I mean, I just, it makes a lot of sense there from Detroit. So, like, saying Detroit would want that, well, then, yeah, I think in terms of value and everything, you got to at least ask for something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. else would be most
1: like? I mean, we had a lot of teams, guys, with multiple picks mm-hmm. in the first round. I think there's eight of them. Mm-hmm. in the first round, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, is there anybody else that'd be willing? Like, did you understand the New Orleans Saints and, and Eagles trade? I, I, I thought it was a weird trade this far in advance. Like, they, were, yeah. they accumulated another pick, but it wasn't like they wanted to go get somebody on the board. Like, don't you think the Eagles might have been better off waiting to see if, like, somebody was on the board that day where they could have got more
2: for that pick? Well, like, but if, if I remember correctly, so the, the Eagles got one first-rounder now, and then the, the Saints got two, right? No, Eagles or had three, three, so now they have yeah. two. Now they have two. And and they, they both have two. Gained, they gained oh, yeah. one for next and year. They sure. one for next yeah. year. Yeah, well, I just think that from that standpoint of they see the draft and they see it's very deep. Like, what, what do the Eagles need right now? You know, I mean, like if if they have two first rounders, okay. Like I, just think with the Eagles, they think okay, we can get value in the second or third round. Let's wait till next year as well. And I think the Saints thought, well, maybe we need a quarterback. Maybe we need to parlay some of those first round picks and be moving up a little bit to maybe get our guy. Like I'm sure the Saints right now, they like somebody. Now who that guy is, I'd probably pick it. But um, I think they have a plan in play and. That play might involve two first-round picks. Well, so, yeah, so now you
1: get the first two first-round picks mm-hmm. and then maybe trade up to number eight, yes. say, yeah. and, and parlay that into, you know, um, your future quarterback. Correct. So yeah, that could be in play. And, uh, and there are some teams, obviously, in front of them where they sit right now in the late teens that would make sense at quarterback from Carolina to maybe even some others. Um, so we'll see who likes Malik Willis and who likes Pickett and and where this ends up. Uh, I'm just trying to think of who else would move. You know, we do these mock drafts all the time, and everybody's trying to move around and make life harder on you. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I just don't see the New York Jets, even with four and 10 and other selections, like, in the other rounds, saying, okay, we really need to jump up to number one. You give the example of, all right, they love Aiden Hutchinson. They're afraid the Jags are going to take Aiden Hutchinson. It's a minimal swap, potentially, to go from two to one. Yeah. So, okay, the value's there. You can maybe make that one work. Houston's not jumping up to get anybody, I don't think, unless they thought they needed to get ahead of Detroit, who was
2: going to take Pickett. Or Malik Willis. uh, I mean, to me, the the teams that are going to jump up are the teams that need a quarterback. Because I think everybody, like... Who, who's the best pass rusher in this draft? Yeah. Well, you can say Aiden Hutchinson, animal. but then we've heard Walker, we've heard Thibodeau. I mean, yeah, I think you can throw Johnson in that mix a little bit um, in terms of who's going to have the best career. So when we look at these positions, even like I think wide receiver, you, you can, I, I get it. Like there's the Ohio State guy, we'll see. But at the end of the day, there's no unequivocal, I think, number one except Kyle Hamilton at safety. And no one's mm-hmm. really going to take a safety at number one. I don't think so. So when we talk about that, okay, well, there's no one that you really have to go up there and get unless you need a quarterback because it's that important of a position. So unless you talk about a team needing a quarterback that's going to try to trade up, like, I, I don't see a team maybe trading up for Thibodeau. I don't see a team maybe trading up for maybe Evan Neal. Like, I just don't see that happening. But I do see it happening for a quarterback. Yeah, I, I
1: think what's what's fascinating to me is as you say that, There's almost more value in having a draft pick between, like, four and ten Mm -hmm. than there is number one in this draft, which is really weird. Mm -hmm. But that could be the case. You don't have the dominant quarterback that everybody's chasing. You don't have the number of quarterbacks that people might want. And to your point, I even think the best pass rusher in the draft, Mm -hmm. which might be Hutchinson, which might be Thibodeau, which might be Walker, Mm -hmm. right, from that position – you feel better as an organization picking them number six than you do one.
2: Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. So, you, you, you can't take like. I mean, the Jaguars are under pressure. Uh, they're in a pressure pressure situation right now because basically you have to pick the guy. Like you're picking number one overall. So out of Thibodeau, out of you know Hutchinson, out of Walker, out of Johnson, you got to pick the best guy out of that group. And hope that it pans out well. And, and sometimes it doesn't. And this is just one of those years where. You know, there's a a few great guys, but there's like no unequivocally number one guy that you want to go with. Now, I don't feel bad for the Jaguars because last year you got Trevor Lawrence. So like, you know, the, the cards and, and then this guy's kind of opened up for you and you got lucky there. This is just kind of an unlucky draft where you can make an argument for a lot of number one picks overall. And there's no really a quarterback that's going to hold the draft ransom, or teams must have him. Malik Willis is moving up a little bit. Pickett could be the guy, but there's no you know one solid bona fide quarterback.
1: Yeah. So and that um, certainly muddies it up. I guess the moral of the story here is, folks, something we've been telling you for a while. I just don't plan on the Jags trading. Every conversation I have with with folks about this, and there's a lot of conversations. People are interested in it. It's fun. It's a good topic. But even off the radio or off TV. It's like, yeah, and of course they could trade it. Well, it's yeah, it's a it's a scenario because it's always a scenario. Yeah, it really is not a plausible scenario this year, though. It just does not add up. It's just See, not yeah, a I just, high percentage scenario. I,
2: I disagree. I yeah. think it, I think if the plan is Trevon Walker or somebody else that's not Hutchinson, then it, you can maybe get a third or fourth round pick from Detroit. I mean, what do you yeah. have to lose? Yeah, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a hundred bucks if the Jags trade to Detroit. Okay, well, I mean, they have to take Walker. So, you know, it's yeah. not going to happen if they take Hutchinson. Oh yeah, uh, that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, you know, true. like if the Jaguars want Hutchinson, they're not going to trade with Detroit because yeah. Detroit will take them. So yeah,
1: I would say this. That's a good. That's a deal. I'll still give you a hundred bucks. Okay. If the Jags take Walker or Thibodeau, yeah, and don't trade.
2: Well, I'm not betting or you trade. that. I mean, you just can give it to me. I I
1: I'm gonna, to you. Oh, so one way bet. Sweet. Yeah. No, there's a no. This is a I no. got nothing to lose. No
2: lose situation for you. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to get Doug Peterson the horn right now.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. He wouldn't do
2: it either. You <laughs> no, he would do it. The problem well, yeah, is what? they're not doing it. The Lions won't do it? Yeah, they're not doing it. The, the Lions wouldn't trade a, a third-round pick to get Thibodeau? Oh, I'm sorry, to get Hutchinson? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, and I don't, again, I think
1: Austin more to the point of that is I don't think they're trading for it, and I also don't think the Jags would do it. I don't think that's enough. Okay, I think there's an integrity to the pick that just wouldn't. Uh, how, isn't, like, how isn't that enough if you're not taking Hutchinson? See that that makes zero sense to me. Because I think the value is the value. You might slide on the value a little bit, but I don't think you're. Va- I don't think you're sliding like to that point. Here, here's what. Here's the value. Okay, uh, the number one pick according to like. Uh, hold on, I just gotta pop up. Uh, the number one pick is a three thousand point value. The okay. well, number two pick is a twenty six hundred point value, so to make up for that, the Jags basically to make it a swap, right? You'd have to go all the way down to like pick number fifty. That's like I got a four hundred point value. Okay, you know what I mean? You following me? I love so that's a a, bit, that's a yeah. round two pick. Yeah, yeah, So To yeah. make it three thousand versus three thousand. So what you're asking them to do is really go to like pick number sixty six. With I assume the Lions have pick sixty six in the third round, and say go two sixty. Yeah. So basically, now you're trading a three thousand point. It's basically like giving three thousand dollars away for yeah. twenty eight hundred dollars and sixty.
2: But that's not the case because they don't view Hutchinson as three thousand dollars. The Lions do. Like in terms of how these players, like how much they cost, everyone has their own opinion about how much they're worth. Yeah. The Jaguars don't see Hutchinson. If, if this is truly the case, I mean yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they do get Walker. In your scenario, yeah. yeah then Hutchinson's not three thousand dollars. Maybe he's two thousand five hundred. And maybe Walker's three thousand. Yeah. So then, there you go. And maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do it. Well, no, yeah. I, I, I just
1: I don't know if they they will go underneath. You know, again, it's like it's a it's like this like selling your house right now, right? It's like what would you take? Sure. You know, and that's what the Jags have to say. Even if they don't want to live in that neighborhood, what would you still take? Yeah. To not live in the neighborhood.
2: I, I'm just coming from the school where if you don't want Hutchinson. And you get a third round from the Lions so they can move up one. I, I don't. In terms of value, it doesn't really matter because the Jaguars won't take him anyways. Yeah. So if you can look at yeah. here and say, all right, we can take Walker and an extra third round pick. And an extra third. Then, so, I mean, if that's what they want. You know, if that's what yeah. they want.
1: And it's. And, and by the way, I think your logic is right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an extra third round pick. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't know if it'll be done that way um, to move up. But we'll see. Listen, I, I hope your scenario is correct. I would like to see that. Because then what I would, if I could accumulate another pick if I'm the Jags, then that would maybe make me even more aggressive getting back into the first round, which I'd love to see the Jags do, yeah. and go get one of the receivers they covet rather than wait to somebody drop to them and sure. say, well, we still like this guy.
2: Oh, you know yeah. What I, mean? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it's probably like a 10% chance, maybe even less of happening. But I just think that if I see Walker's name picked or if I see Thibodeau's name picked at number one and there was no trade talks, I'll be a little disappointed.
1: If it happens in that scenario, I'll still give you 100 bucks. Yes. All right. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690.
0: electric uh i went to the first tee box probably 45 minutes before
1: he was slated to tee off at 1104 a.m today and there were already
0: people buzzing with anticipation with the opportunity to see him in person tee off here at the masters tournament which seemed so improbable only about a month
1: ago that he would play here i mean maybe even a week ago improbable and
0: as he made his way from the clubhouse to, to the first tee, it was an ovation.
1: Always a cool scene at Augusta National, and it started that way this morning. If you catch the ceremonial tee shot, Tom Watson, now part of that with Gary Player and Jack Nicklaus. Uh, an appreciation for what those uh, men have done in the game. Also a reminder that, uh, well, Father Time doesn't stop. I thought uh, Nicklaus, you could he's really aged over the last couple of years. You know, you can tell. I mean, it, um he used to be kind of like when he was with Arnold Palmer, and and hitting that honorary shot. He was kind of like, he felt still like young. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he kind of looked a little, little older. That's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, but still able to get that tee shot off. And <laughs> Gary Player, by the way, he's older by age, but my goodness, he he had a tee shot, striped it, and then did a leg kick. Okay. That would have made you proud in the UFC. Okay. A little little mobility there? Yeah. I like it. So, um, by the way, Cam Smith, the player's champ, how well is this guy playing? He's six under through 16 holes. He's got a two-shot lead in round one. Former champ Danny Willett in the mix at three under par. Daniel Berger, Joaquin Neiman. Tiger Woods just rolled in a putt from about 20 feet on 16. He's back to one under par. So he made a birdie on six, made a birdie on 13, uh, made a bogey on eight made a bogey on 14 and then just birdied 16 now trying to get home uh in one under par and in the red which i think would be a very pleasing round uh for tiger woods his first one in 508 days casey
0: agreed uh just for a little update danny nuggets just uh cooked one way into the trees and in, in the forest and probably will never be found on his team <laughs> and, and or the ball on <laughs> um, the, um, the ball why do they call him danny nuggets uh, that's just something my friend calls him. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't you honestly mean like, Danny realize, No, I mean Daniel Berger. I oh, didn't Berger. actually realize oh. I said it until you <laughs> Oh, no, no, you're fine. i <laughs> yeah. like, did he? Okay. I calls him Nugs. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he sent one into the woods. So. Okay. okay. Sort of and uh, Brewers update, we go to Austin Lane. Yeah,
2: one-nothing right now. Cubs couldn't feel the proper ground ball correctly and turn double play. Brewers scored on him, base is loaded. I'll take it. But, hey, we need some more. We need some insurance runs. Don't you? We need some uh, American family insurance runs out there. <laughs> What? Is that's the the name that's of what the they park? call. That's what they call. Uh, yeah, when, 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 when we get your insurance funds, it's an American Family Insurance fund. That's what Bob Euchre says. Oh, you're cutting free ads. Oh no, I'm just I'm quoting Bob Euchre. Just helping Bob out. Yeah, man. Scotty Scheffler, world's hottest golfer, three
1: under par through 14. Uh, by the way, so he too is in the red. Billy Horschel, one under par, tied uh, for eighth with a host of players like Dustin Johnson, Rory McElroy, Will Zalatoris, who finished second here last year. So uh, that is a little bit of your update. Jordan Spieth, even par. Brooks Kepka too. Tony Finau, plus one. Come on, Brent. Uh, I'm looking to see if any did anybody blow up that would be surprising? What's up with Matthew Wolf's game but lately? It's just not good. I mean, man, it's just not good. He's had some made, like big rounds. Yeah. Just high score rounds. Like, you don't see on tour, very often. like maybe once in a while, but he's
0: done it a bunch. Y'all remember that movie, Benjamin Button? Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. could make a movie about Matt Wolf called "The Curious Case of Matthew Wolf." It has nothing to do with him getting older. Oh, okay. I was. thought you meant he just looks like
2: he's like a, a man child, where he looks nah. like he's eighty years old, but he's like twenty. Okay, No, nah, he's just curious. That's <laughs> what I
0: pictured. Yeah. Okay, well that's fine. Whatever makes
2: you like. <laughs> D. Shambo's three over par. Uh, Justin
1: Rose three over par. Gary Woodland's three over par. So those are some names that you know uh, that are on the other side of things. Uh, Justin Thomas two over par. Maybe a bit of surprise there. Uh, as well. So we'll keep an eye on the uh, Masters. Tiger Woods playing the last two holes of his opening round. Again, first round in 508 days continues to be the story. And if he can be in the red, it will continue to be a dominating story. Cam Smith, Obviously, if he, he finishes 600 par and has a first-round lead, it's heck of a round mm-hmm. coming off the Players' Championship. But still, it, the dominating story will be Tiger Woods if he can especially get it home in um, red numbers. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We've got Your Mock coming up. We also have a lot of uh, predictions, Major League Baseball. We do it on opening day around here just so we, we can sneak in at least a few innings of baseball just that it might tweak our, our predictions. Oh, yeah. Um, UFC 273 oh. How, how good will this be? Give us a, a little bit of a teaser. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, but... Um What's the headline to remind everybody?
2: Yeah, so it's going to be Alexander Volkanowski versus the Korean Zombie. And that's not just me saying it. That's what he goes by. Yeah, he goes yeah. by the Korean Zombie. Um, but you're going to have two title fights. Then you're also going to have Al Sterling taking on Peter Yan, um, who is when, – when you think of, like, a Russian dude, you think of all right, He's a grappler. Um, you, know, he's, you know, he's going to maul you a la Khabib and everybody else that seems to be coming out of, like, you know, Daggett standing in Russia right now. But that's not the case. Yan is more of a striker that turned into a wrestler. So, we talk about the main event. It's Alexander Volkanovski who's vowed that he's going to knock Korean Zombie out, and they call him Korean Zombie for a reason, because the guy doesn't get knocked out. So, you you have a combination of what could be an absolutely bloody war, because you got a guy in Volkanovski who's trying to make a name for himself still, doesn't get enough respect as he should, being the champion, defending the belt a couple of times, versus a guy in Korean Zombie who's extremely hungry uh, and wants to raise gold. So, uh, anything on the prelim part? Or uh, is a
1: 5pm to 1am scheduled time? We've got a lot of Oh, yeah. fights here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else
2: that catches your attention? No, I mean, top to bottom, it's, it's you know, it's not, like, necessarily a card that's going to, like, knock your socks off, but, like, top to bottom, it's... Quality. It, it's it's a really quality card, yeah. Um. You know, we'll get into it more tomorrow, but, like, you know, Casey alluded to this guy. Casey's a big fan of this guy. Ian Gary... Um. I mean, he's kind of like the next wave. You will. I think he's English, English guy, right. Or Irish, Irish Irish guy. Okay. Irish guy. Uh, he's, he's quoted Conor McGregor saying before he's the next like Irishman to come out and do his thing. That'll be one to watch. That'll be the main event on the preliminary card. Um, and then even like the early prelims you got you got some heavyweights there Alexio Lenick, who I think is going to fight for his 80th time it seems like <laughs> to seriously take it on Jared Panderia. Uh, so yeah, top to bottom you can't go wrong. So I'm going to I mean, you know, we're going to be there covering it. I'm going to try to get there midway through the prelim cards. It's going to be a long night, but uh, it'll be worth it. All right, good deal. Uh, well, some TV coverage of it as well on Saturday night, uh, CBS
1: 47 and Fox 30. Uh, I'll be down there, too. I haven't gone to the other ones in Jacksonville, so yeah. looking forward um, to doing that. Uh, when we come back, shock your mock season still exists. Major League Baseball season, well, that, too, still exists. We weren't so sure it was going to happen for a little bit, but here we are. How about some predictions along the way? We'll hear until 6 o'clock on a Thursday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Who do you like to win the World Series MVP, the Cy Young? And whose mock will we shock when we come back on ESPN 690?
2: America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.